You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You know, one of the reasons I think his numbers are so disappointing is because the way the first half went for him. You know, at halftime, you thought this was going to be a far different game and it was going to be a blowout. And and then they kind of, the way the Bears often do, let them come back, let them hang around, and they took their foot off the gas a little bit, and it was much closer than it probably should have been. Yeah, and Matt Eberflus on Tuesday singled out a couple things. Uh, he, he talked specifically, without being asked directly about it out of the, out of the gates, about the, the end of the first half and how the Bears had the ball twice uh, in the closing stages of the first half to go add to their lead and failed to do so with uh, some execution errors, some things that didn't go right, obviously a couple offensive penalties on the last drive of the half. And those are just situational moments that you have to rise up and meet that end up allowing a team to hang around. Better teams than the Cardinals are going to come back and, and, and scare you in a game like that. Uh, the Cardinals weren't able to do that. Matt also talked, when asked about it, I asked specifically about about the uh, third and one play to Roshan Johnson, which was the direct snap after Justin Fields had kind of wandered out to the right as a decoy on the play. Um, and I, I thought Matt's answer was telling in, in regards to the frustration with the Bears' inability to find something that they can lean into on those short yardage situations. We've seen these creative play calls the last couple of weeks, and, and there, there comes a point in time where as a play caller, as an offensive designer, you just have to find something that works. It doesn't have to be tricky. It doesn't have to be trying to catch a defense off guard. It has to be, this is what we're going to do, try and stop us, and we need, you know, 24 inches on this play and we're going to get them whether you like it or not the Bears haven't done so consistently enough and Matt seemed to be a little frustrated in that regard that they hadn't been able to develop something that is a staple to what they do that allows them to do that and he, he, he said that they've, they've struggled with the QB sneak which is something that you'd like to run in that area why maybe it is the the inability to have a, a, a center that gets the, the proper amount of push maybe the quarterback doesn't do things properly maybe the play caller just doesn't trust it enough whatever it is they're 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 trying trying too hard to get one yard and it, it can't be that difficult. And that's the biggest problem I have when we talk about Luke Getzey. There are other debates we can have about, you know, the structure of the offense and the game planning and all the things that have forced Chicagoans and Bear fans to kind of argue all season long. And, and I think, you know, I have been on both sides of those arguments, but the one thing, the consistent criticism I think is most valid on third and fourth and short, the bears have a tendency to either get too cute, too horizontal or too backward. You, you don't get you don't get 24 inches or a yard or whatever it is 
you don't get there quicker by go, by pitching the ball backward. It just seems like it's counter to everything you learn. Also, the jet sweep tendency, that's a bit too much and too cute. And then it was snapping the ball to a running back after they switch positions. And isn't that cool choreography? Just just line up and get it. You've got a yep. running quarterback. Take advantage of his skill set and get the first down. And Justin seemed frustrated after the game as well that in that situation they didn't just go with something that was a meat and potatoes. Let's right. just out-tough them here. This is an inferior defense. They've shown it all all afternoon. Let's just out-tough them here and get the yard and move it on. Instead, you're punting, and again, you're, you're just leaving the door open. And and, and look, uh, <laughs> one of the messages that I give to my uh, Little League baseball team is when the door is there to be shut, kick that thing shut because if you leave it open an inch, somebody's going to kick it in on your direction, and you're going to be like, well, how did they get in here? Yeah, That, that, that thing was supposed to be closed and locked and so uh bears need to learn that in those short yardage situations a few quick questions about the quarterback situation before we move on but i want to cover all of these and wrote them down because they are important in the whole conversation in the context of of what justin fields and and certainly the the future for him When, when you talk about when you talk about the um takeaways from you know, the, from from playing the Cardinals, beating the Cardinals and where we are. When you watch the Ravens beat the 49ers, I want to know from your perspective, and you see Lamar Jackson doing what he does, you can project. That could have been a Super Bowl preview. You look at the Ravens, the best team in football right now, five in a row. They they they're look like a team that's going to play deep into January, as they do. Is it fair? How will you look at it, Dan, in Chicago? Like, boy, the Bears can do that with Justin Fields. Or, boy, why didn't the Bears do that with Justin Fields? As we watch the Raiders succeed with Lamar Jackson, what's the right – I'm sorry, the, the Ravens yeah. the succeed with Lamar Jackson. What's the right way to look at that from a Justin Fields perspective in Chicago? Well – Lamar Jackson was the MVP of the league in his second season, wasn't it? It was his second yes. year, right? Yes. And, and, and he had like 3,600 passing yards and 37 passing TDs. I mean, I, I think there's a grasp to to compare Justin to all these top-tier quarterbacks when nothing in the production over three seasons has, has put him anywhere near that level. And that production isn't just about um, the strength of your arm and your ability to, to, to make gifted runs. It's about the, the, the feel for the game. And I think Lamar Jackson's feel for the game has been head and shoulders over the course of the last four years now, five years since he came in the league. Um, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline above anything that Justin has shown to this point. And the production tells you that. So I don't know. I don't get too caught up in comparisons because I'm just kind of stuck uh, immersed in, in the saga that we're living here in Chicago. And and that saga shows me a quarterback that I, I, I maybe the point that some people are trying to make is that if you had made him fully comfortable from day one, that he was here, maybe he would have unlocked some other things within his game. And, and, and if so, where would we be now? But that, you know, there's no time machine. The DeLorean ain't pulling up to 1920 football drive anytime soon with doc Brown taking us back a few years to change that we are where we're at. And we're at a point where, where the current QB one of this franchise is, 
struggling with some concepts and some things that that shouldn't still be causing a quarterback that is on his way up to the you know the top five in the league the struggles that it's causing him no doubt the similarities are obvious because of the two best running quarterbacks in the nfl and the numbers reflect that and certainly stylistically you could see that but as a passer i don't think that justin fields has really earned the right to be compared to an mvp uh as lamar jackson is and and, and he's playing like again he's on his on the verge of a second uh, MVP in the last five years, and that just isn't the kind of <laughs> comparison that is, it's it's flattering to Justin Fields, but I don't think that he is there yet. Oh, let me say oh. let me say one other thing, just because uh, I know you got a couple other ones to get to there, though. There, there, there's also this this argument that's mushroomed up in the last month that because other uh, standout quarterbacks in the NFL struggle, that it suddenly makes the struggles of the Bears quarterback comforting. Well, everybody struggles, so our guy struggles too. Right, he's just, he's just like them. I, Look at Mahomes. I don't, I don't. I don't know where this argument comes from. Patrick Mahomes' average stat line over seven years or six years now, starting in the NFL, he throws for 297 yards per game. <laughs> he's been to five AFC Championship games and three Super Bowls and gotten two rings. Like, what are we doing? Just because he's in a, in a struggle year doesn't mean that okay it's all the play caller and it's all the supporting cast and if that's the case then Mahomes would be doomed here and and Justin would be the you know multiple time Super Bowl MVP in in Kansas City like the the, the presence of struggle from other big time quarterbacks does not equate springboard for current quarterback of Bears who is also struggling good point and I think it's a fair one to remember so after the game you sensed Justin Fields was he feeling any frustration I don't know because two things happened I guess from a media perspective, he gave a, an interview last week with WGN TV with Caitlin Sharkey, where I think that it sounded somewhat like a, a, the beginning of a goodbye. It sounded like there was some past tense being referred to. And you wonder if he senses what's next in terms of the Bears moving on. And then there was some frustration that flashed post game when he was asked about a short yardage package that we talked about has been somewhat uh, disappointing. And he it kind of snapped at the reporter who asked him, was saying, the, you know, I'll be happy when I get a positive question from you. And it was one of those moments where it's like, whoa, this is a guy that has handled himself really well at the microphone and been pretty composed and, and a professional. And he, you know, he, he deserves a, a pass if he's just going to do that. But I do wonder if you sense being out there regularly, some frustration building or the inevitability hitting him. So on the latter case, no, I didn't, I didn't sense that as frustration. I actually laughed at, out loud at that moment because um, that was Justin responding to a question from, I think his name is Sean Sierra, who's uh, kind of a guy who covers Bears home games and, and this year has made his presence felt with some very uh, loud and emphatic question asking in post-game press conferences. I think you and I spent a, a segment of the podcast in October talking about what just happened. Why did everyone start screaming over each other to get questions in? And part of it was because... Uh, Sean Sierra had spent part of that post-game press conference shouting his own questions. And then the people that are there every day felt like they had a fight for the, for the time. And so like, I think Justin was just expressing a season long kind of like almost a, a, a laugh an internal laugh of like, man, like I've gotten a lot of questions from you post-game this year at Soldier Field. And, and a lot of them have, have been of the variety of, of asking me to address something, that could be wrong or some concern or, or whatnot. So I didn't sense that as frustration at all. I thought that was uh, as someone that's, that's around all the time. I thought that was a, a funny moment for those of us who are around all the time, including Justin, right. Uh, to, to, to call that out uh, to your previous point, which was the, the interview with Caitlin. I don't know that, that, 
I would refer to it as Justin like seeing his future and and acknowledging that. But I do think he understands reality, and I do think he understands the possibility, and I th- do think he understands that the Bears are almost certainly going to own the number one pick for next April's draft, which opens the door to the possibility of handpicking his successor. And so he's not dumb. He does a great job of living in the moment and shielding himself from the outside noise, but he's still aware of reality. And I think that was just an acknowledgement of, yeah, you know, this week, David, there's a strong possibility that this game against the Falcons on New Year's Eve is the last time that Justin Fields walks into Soldier Field with a Bears jersey on. It's crazy to think about, uh, but that's that's reality. And I think Justin understands that uh, and and doesn't see any harm in acknowledging his understanding of that. That's a good way to put it. And I think he is very self-aware. 